Welcome to episode 36 of Girl Take the Lead, where each week we explore womanhood and leadership. This episode is part two of the conversation we started in episode 35 about the book Quiet, The Power of Introverts in a World That Can't Stop Talking by Susan Cain. In that episode, my guest, Andrea Boreas, and I explored the elements of being an introvert, a discovery we both made that surprised us a bit. Today, we'll further the conversation and ask some questions like, how can companies help acknowledge introverts in maybe their training efforts? Or are there characteristics in Gen Zers that could make them more introverted than other generations? And lastly, how teachers and parents and other leaders can help introverts learn to be comfortable leading. Here you go. Thanks for listening. I was actually finding um, a, a German author too, writing a few years later after oh. Susan King, and she didn't go so much in depth into the whole, uh, whole um, historic approach and the, all the data that they produce in the studies, but she was like more like hands-on strategies. What can we do? How can we survive? How can we navigate? What can you uh, apply? and giving you uh, behavior, uh, behavioral aspects, showing you behavioral aspects that are conducive. So I felt that's, that's probably a helpful, uh, helpful book as well. And it's just, it's called, it's by Jennifer Kahnweiler, The Strengths of the Quiet Ones, it's called. It's from 2015, Die Stärken der Stillen. So it's really, really geared towards this aspect. And I, I was actually surprised to find it, I was like, Oh, wow. We actually take care of that topic in Germany, too, really. Oh, for once, we're not behind. Do you, do you, you know? think that introverts are, it's the same treatment in Germany as it is in the States, that the extrovert is valued more in business? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. It's... It's because, I mean, I know we have all tendencies to categorize people, put them in boxes. And so it's always okay to be a nerd and be quiet, you know? Mm-hmm. So, so oh, this is the nerd. Okay, let them have their, their corner here. And then we just leave them alone until they get our results. And then we talk to them. So that's kind of the typical attitude. Um, Which is universal, no, I think. you're right it's really it's really self-promotion and I had a hard time sometimes uh being I know it's it doesn't sound like right now but I had a hard time just being upfront and and being more brash and I had I had a large actually the largest account in our advertising um company but um the thing that really what they liked about me was, oh, my, my boss was always talking and talking and talking. And I did just all the work, right? I mean, I did the whole management of the account and I did the consulting on the account. And um, I actually worked on my goodbye party, on my own goodbye party. <laughs> <laughs> so that's kind of, you know, what's, that's kind of my attitude. And I felt like, yeah, he was doing the talking, getting all this money paid, and I was this uh, this uh, well work worker that got actually everything done, and they had me on a daily basis, and I was flying out there three times a week, and I just felt like it's just what I do. That's mm-hmm. fine, but there was never 
as we also know, the recognition and putting me in front and no, no, nobody. Yeah. And, and I couldn't ask for it. You know, I could not ask for it. I think that's maybe what also helps us with uncovering this distinction is that we can lend our hand out to the introvert. Like I was saying in my class, I can almost identify who they are and seek them out. Not in a way that makes them, puts them on a spot, but more like, that's a great idea. You know, encourage. One of the other things I have them do is each group has to report to the entire class. So, so there's a little bit of the practice of being in your body, being a little uncomfortable with it. I feel as leader, we can seek out the introvert and we can bring them along. We can. Yes, I know. You're right. Blend that would be hand. wonderful. Yeah. Because I, I also felt one of the strategies is we need mentoring we need support we need a also like why why cannot hrs change strategies towards that knowing you know if you have one third introverts in the world and in the workforce you also need to hire this yeah. way so you can say okay i i can see what your contribution will be in my company so we can give you options here so you have attractive options for people who function this way and you can quote extract much better performance obviously as a business right yeah. so you wonder i mean i just hope this will be coming and will be more integrated in in an, in, a, in, a, in a corporate mindset and also because i learned that um from from a study i found um that the generation, the upcoming generations that are no, new in the workforce, they cannot have this leadership anymore. They're done with with just you know spill out, um, spill out and deliver and authoritative uh, and and brash management and not disregarding uh, the individual, disregarding needs, disregarding that people cannot always all work the same or not functioning all the same. Being a diverse, more diverse. Um, a community and they just will not have it anymore and i have a study here and it is really interesting to read that that this will change the landscape will change towards that and also i mean obviously we know, all know that that uh, the pandemic as well has has changed also our mindset towards how we want to work and people of course that are more introverted they they totally pursue the options that they have now that they might not go back to the office, that they can be more individualistic, that yeah. they can choose their work hours, they don't have to commute anymore. So all those aspects where they lose energy and where they're not being productive and, and they just you know, cannot contribute as much. And, and, and now they can suddenly, they have options, right? Yeah. You know, one of the things I was told when I started teaching was that especially since I have juniors and seniors in my class, that they've had two years of just two or three years of just online work mm -hmm. and that they, they would be shy coming back into the mm -hmm. class. And I fully expected that I would be, you know, like, come on, 
rallying them to pull them out. But I got to tell you, I, that hasn't been my experience in my class. It could be in other classes, but it could be the subject matter, consumer behavior, which is, I mean, it's like the sweet spot of marketing. Like, oh yeah, that's the juicy part. But I have found them to be, when they start working as a group, the noise, the, ex, the, the chatter, the excitement, it's, it's like sweet music, you know? And mm -hmm. I don't see the shyness. I don't see, I do see a very discerning group of adults, young adults, who aren't easily taken in who are very, it's not a skepticism, but it's almost like a knowing of something. Like, like I'll go, hey, look at this ad, this was on TikTok. What do you think? Would you be, what, what, on a scale of one to five, how likely are you to buy it? You know, just getting there. Do you know that they answered with, ah, uh, I don't think so. First of all, it's on TikTok. You got to be hmm. suspicious of what's on TikTok. They don't have to give you a lot of evidence. And the second thing is they didn't tell me how effective it was going to be. And hmm. they didn't provide the data. That makes me suspect. I was like, that was totally unexpected for me, that they were such discerning consumers themselves and that it doesn't it's not a shout it's not like listen to me I'm so uh knowledgeable or you know any bragging or arrogance it's more like this obviousness this thing to them which is oh everybody knows you can't listen to ads on tiktok like who doesn't know that? I'm so glad you're saying this. Like, I would never have guessed because I would have felt, oh, you know, they have so much information all day. How can they discern information? No, not possible. But just to have this innate need to say, okay, I need to qualify this. And that's really wonderful. I'm that's that makes my day actually. <laughs> yeah, it mine too. Like, it's a, you know, like I think we're in good hands, you know, this, the Gen mm -hmm. Zers have, yeah, you know, like everybody is critical about them. Maybe they're learning quietness in a different way. Mm -hmm. Like maybe they're navigating things because they're not in, this could be an interesting thing. Also, we should probably pass this along to Susan Kane for follow-up, <laughs> okay. but Gen Zers, because they are a digital generation, mm -hmm. you don't get the opportunity to have the guy in the front of the room blah, 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 talking and taking airtime. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. And I'm wondering if it's going to level things out a bit more for mm -hmm. introverts to, to mm -hmm. be, because, you know, you don't get to be a good gamer without being strategic mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
Mm -hmm. You know, those are, those are introversion skills. Those aren't extroversion Mm -hmm. skills. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Definitely. I think it's, it's exciting to see what's going to happen with our Gen Zers. Yeah, it's, I mean, we both have children being millennials and Gen Zers. So, and and we both talked about the differences, which is so interesting. And I think the Gen Zers, they profit from having had the other generation being the first timers in all the, in the IT and in all the social media and all that. So they already have learned some lessons by just watching whatever they did and they can maybe extract better or qualify already better. What, what is whatever, what's conducive to them or, Oh no, this is like, you just said, Oh, you never trust this uh, advertising on TikTok. You know, it's, it's really, where the other people, uh, where the other generation would have been like, "Whoa, shiny, no, like I wanted." Yeah. And wasn't there a story you told so me about funny. your son who you asked him about mm-hmm. something about online mm-hmm. or something, and he answered you, "I am." Um, or what was what was the story? I know. I think um, I'm not sure of what you mean. I just feel when I ask him if you're online, then this is your world. And then we have an offline world or we have a virtual world and we have an analog or real world. And he's like, what do you mean? Because <laughs> it's this, integrated for them. Isn't this obvious to you? And he's like, what do you mean, mom? This is one world. And this is what we talked about. It was, this is the integration that has happened already versus the, the millennials don't have that yet or they yeah. did never will have that. exactly because i think we were talking because i said yeah you know like it's weird to go into a classroom and say you know this is i'm preparing you for quote the real world exactly yes like that seems suspicious to me like how can i be this is their world right and then Mm -hmm. you brought up that Mm -hmm. that example like they don't see it differently they don't Mm -hmm. have that distinction Mm -hmm. um not anymore. It's not there. No. It's so cool to see mm-hmm. how, how, how I think that that's what makes it so hard for companies to reach them mm-hmm. because they're, they sniff out any kind of inauthenticity. Uh-huh. They sniff it out yeah. and they can see it. And that's what big business is all about (laughs) is providing stories Mm -hmm. it's flipping things upside down when someone says "Mm, not buying it Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. doesn't ring true for me yeah and i also think that this generation because they demand new leadership they i mean we already see new leaders and we got a few examples I mean, we only have to look back and we have to see all those powerful and inventive and creative people who were always um, successful, but only acknowledged mostly after they were dead. I right. mean, composers and painters, um, but of course, Einstein was already a successful person. But the leadership now is changing because they need to. This generation will not accept what was normal for their fathers and the, the other generations. And um, I have this example here of Microsoft. Mm-hmm. Microsoft was actually smart because they had Bill Gates at the helm, but he never was the COO. He was never running the ship. 
Right. Because he's the brainy guy and the nerd, even though right. he has a very very uh, active uh, business brain, obviously for for strategies. But he let the other person, in this case, it was a CEO, Steve Barmer, be in front to to generate this business sense or to <clears throat> have this perception of big business here. So he did the right thing. But then now we can see that they have a chairman and CEO um, who was voted, let me see, most successful CEO of IT industry by CEO World Magazine this year. And he is characterized be, uh, by having a clear vision because he has transformed his leadership approach towards uh, having open and clear communication, courage, humility, and empathy. <laughs> These are truly new vocabularies for a you know yeah. large company and the, in the study, I have to add to that because it confirms it actually. When the millennial, well, sorry, the, the well, the millennials and the Gen Zs were asked, so how would you characterize new leadership? They were saying, we need, yes, we need uh, efficient and we need driven and results driven, yes, but we need them to lead by example with a servant's heart. Yeah. We need effective leadership to be emotionally intelligent, that they prioritize their team's needs and operate with transparency and consistency in communication. Leaders should operate using an authentic leads by example mentality and practice that gains genuine buy-in and loyalty in the process. This was a study uh, done by a professor of business at Biola University uh, in, in 2019. And it was published in Emerging Leadership uh, Journey Issue 1, Volume 13. So what this confirms, it just confirms that we need a new approach and that this will be an approach where, where we can all be authentic or more authentic, right? I mean, that's what I read from that um, because it, it maybe starts to recognize what Susan Cain pointed out. You know, we're not all the same, but yeah. we can all deliver all the same, right? If we are up for it and if we want to. Yeah, we're not second class. Some things, you know. I, 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 all of that is so great, and, and we'll put that some of the resources, Andrea, that you have into okay. the show mm -hmm. notes, into the notes, so people can okay. access them. Then, as we're as we're getting to the end here, I want to just, um, if if you end up getting the book, listeners, page two fifty five, yes. she talks about the school environment that's best you know she's talking about for the for the future mm -hmm. of the world and i love the first the first sentence of the first bullet don't think of mm -hmm. introversions as something that needs to be cured as a parent having raised children it's so easy to see how we we try our best to prepare our children for the future and I like what she says here. If an introverted child needs help with social skills, teach her or recommend training outside the class, just as you do for a student who needs extra attention in math or reading. I thought that was I really, love that. yeah, I thought that was a really great way to listen to your child, listen to each other. You know, she's talking about it here as teaching, but just listen to each other and approach each other where each of us are like don't 
like in my class, it's not, I want the introvert to become the extrovert, but I want the introvert to practice some of those skills of speaking and being in front of the class and being able to communicate their ideas. And then they can go and have a quiet time after <laughs> like go re-energize themselves. But that's, no one's gonna know who you are really unless we use our voice and we speak. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, I can I can so confirm that I had almost exact thoughts because I felt like, oh, what kind of a job did I do when I raised my children, not being aware of all that? Yeah, and having three, you're just kind of shuffling on to get the day done. But I felt like, and then I tried to reflect on it and thinking back. So what did I do? What did they do? And how did we treat that? And and you feel like, oh yeah, you sometimes kind of give them a nudge, like, ah, oh, can't you be better? Can't you do? be more like this and that or oh just give yourself a little push and then you can do it you know you know what i'm saying so you like you, you kind of rewind and like oh 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 <laughs> <laughs> but the good thing is is that we're all resilient so to have conversations with them now and say you know honey i'm a little sorry i pushed you into the deep end with your swimming teacher when you were maybe i did too i did too i did old. too just to get you started on swimming lessons. <laughs> it's like, you know, yeah, could I have done it differently? Maybe so. Maybe I could have gotten in the water with her first and then given her to the teacher, but instead I just pushed her in. Um, you have no idea. I did the same thing. And <laughs> I, my swimming, our swimming teacher was Trish the fish. Do you know her? No. No. <laughs> Trish the fish for Tola Valley in Ladera Oaks uh, okay. Swimming Center. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> and and my and my oldest kid is the millennial. She was doing. I mean, she was she was actually another fish in the water. So my and my son who came after her, he just not not had it. He didn't want it. But of course, he was already. I think he was already almost three. And I said, No, you have to learn something. And I really same thing here. So I'm not proud of that moment, <laughs> but. You know how to swim and he was safe, right? Yes, that's, that was the big thing, right? Keeping them safe. So I think we've gone through quite of our list, most of our list here. Is there anything there that you still would like to cover? I really like the part where she, I mean, the, the finishing off with, you know, what can we do as society? Being the parent, being the teacher, I really appreciate that about her to find find uh or give us strategies on to, to our hands to towards that and to remind us like you said you were diverse so just treat it as another aspect of someone as a characteristic and not like a law and um just integrate 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 and then we'll all be better because we all will profit right and that's really a, a good note to end on um what did you say here there are many paths to a satisfying life. And I, I just really appreciate that about her. Yeah. Yeah, that was very, very good. So I, I think there are a few things for us to look at maybe listeners that we're not quite done yet with this topic. The whole gender bias thing is very interesting. And if we find... Maybe as a listener, you have some sources for us that you would suggest yeah, we read. 
please let us know and we'll maybe come back to you with some more as, as Dre and I just sort of process this stuff and chew it up and um, see if there isn't more for us to talk about. But thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being my partner in this. And so much to, fun. Thank it you. It was, Mel. it was really awesome. fun. I it was, was great such, to go on that path with you. I loved it. And me too. And it was, it, it was timely. You know, I caught you at a point where you were in between your classes and things that I could grab you and, and for me going into the classroom and seeing how important this is for us to really take into account and we yeah, make apologies for our parenting that might have not been terrific. <laughs> <laughs> but somehow the yep. kids are good. They're all resilient. <laughs> um, and how much better it can be. So thank you so mm. much for being with us today. Oh, you're so welcome. Thank you, Yo. That's awesome. <laughs> Bye, everybody. We'll be back to you soon. Bye. Thank you for listening to our episode today, and we sure hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, please leave us a comment. It helps us reach other listeners. Also, you can join our Facebook group, Girl Take the Lead, and please visit our new website, girltaketheleadpod.com. We keep all our episodes and clips there for your convenience. We'd love to hear about your thoughts about being an introvert. Next week, we may just continue this conversation with a different generation as we take the Susan Cain introvert quiz. You can take the quiz with us um, to see where you net out. But as we mentioned in this episode, there could be some characteristics of Gen Zers that could be more introverted. So we'll take a look at that. All right. Thanks for joining us today and talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to our episode today and we sure hope you enjoyed. Bye.